Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 282 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we react to Nebraska's victory over Illinois, Coach Rule's first Big Ten win. We also look ahead two weeks to the game against Northwestern. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is? Reach out to Monty at 402-770-3356. Nebraska won. Yeah, that was fun. Was it? I feel like... Twitter lost its collective mind okay, during that yeah, game. Okay, yeah, winning winning is fun and like doing market to market on Saturday and not worrying about the game, mm. having to miss it was fun. But yeah, I guess there were elements of it that weren't fun. I just want to point out my buddy Cody, his uh he's he plays guitar in my band with me. Um he had to go to a wedding on Friday night. Uh. Um Oh, that family thought they were avoiding the game, didn't they? And then, yeah. They scheduled their wedding for a Friday night because they didn't want it to interfere with a Nebraska Saturday. And lo and behold. One of the best things about the game is that Dean Blandino agreed with all the calls <laughs> for us, to be made for us. I thought it was funny because, like, the people in the room or, you know, in the stadium, they were freaking the out. Yeah. Oh, right. No, the people... um, I hate musicals. The people in the stadium were flipping out because they thought they were all these missed calls. But I, like, I can't help but think that a lot of Illinois fans got online and saw the replays of these calls and went, oh, okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Dude, yeah. <laughs> now, here's the actual worst thing about the night is if you stream. I don't know if this was on the television, but on the streaming while, where we watched it, there was this Duracell commercial. And there's like a race car ripping down the road. And then after a while, you hear this scream in the background, and then it cuts to a kid screaming, and the mom scrambling to put in new Duracell batteries in his like remote control oh, no. his video game console thing. And then she gives it back to him, and he stops screaming. And I just want to say, that is not how you parent. <laughs> Do not give him what he wants because he's screaming. Are you freaking kidding me? You just lost, mom. You right. think you won, but you just lost. And you have not. I don't. I don't even want to make it about winning and moving. You uh, losing. You just incentivized bad behavior. Sure, is what you did. Sure. And uh, I was so frustrated with that child and that mother. <laughs> and that okay. Commercial, and they ran it several times. So I was a little bit distracted. Um, this time it was not nephews and nieces crawling all over me, but I was at uh, essentially a party. Um, as I said last week, I ended up going over to. Uh, my buddy and longtime listener and supporter of the program, Michael, went over to his place, um, and he had some friends and some family over. Uh, so, you know, in, in the party setting, you can't pay attention as much as maybe you'd like. Um, so it was kind of funny for me because, like, I'm scrolling Twitter and people are freaking out. I did not feel the anxiety that I think a lot of people felt about this game just because... Like, Illinois couldn't do anything. Like, they yeah. just, we had them shut down. We we had them figured out to the point where it's like, you know, 
even I made the joke tweet it was like, hey, let's not get comfortable until we're up by 40 or whatever. Um, I was pretty comfortable once we hit halftime, man. I really was. Yeah, I, I felt pretty good. Um, the but then always in the back of your mind, you're thinking they scored one play on like a, you know, in one fifty yard touchdown pass. Yeah. So, you know, it's getting down to the end, and we're screwing around with snaps and handoffs again, like it's the <laughs> first game, except for it's a different quarterback. And uh, we had dropped off my kids with my parents, our kids with my parents, so that we could do mark to mark the next day. So we were watching on our own at home. And uh, I think I was a little less inhibited without you know, people to model appropriate behavior. Sure. And I was kind of freaking out. And I didn't, my wife was in another room. And I was like, <laughs> you know, two touchdowns and they win. Yeah. So anyway, I was comfortable. But the closer we got to the end of the game and we're not pulling away yeah. as we should have been, that made me uncomfortable again. Yeah, I understand the frustration because when you think about it, the score really should have been. 40 to 7. I mean, it yeah. easily could have been or 40 zero. to 7. So, yeah, yep. So, I that actually what did occur to me at one point, I felt like I was like, could we possibly shut this team out and then they scored and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> we should, we could have. I mean, we yeah. man, how about I was during that first drive, I was feeling not good. Mm-hmm. And then we go and stuff them. Man, yeah. that was fantastic. What a start. And it's one of those things too where like sometimes when you stuff somebody at the goal line. I think what was it, the Penn State game a while ago where we quote unquote stopped them, but then you see the replay later on. It's like, uh, we didn't stop them for this game though. I I don't I didn't see anything that made me say, oh no, they for sure they got in. I saw a big mass of bodies where sometimes it was hard to tell where the ball was, but at no point did I see the ball cross the plane on either of those sneaks that they. Yeah. Or, you know, I guess one was a sneak and the other one they're just being dumb. But well, and on the Dean Blandino front, uh, all the calls on the field uh, where uh, the uh, trying to say I think I say this right. When we needed it, we got the call on the field because it's so hard in some of those messes to right. find indisputable video evidence. Yeah, like if they had called it a touchdown, they wouldn't have been able to overturn yes, it. exactly. Yeah. Yep. But, but then the one where they didn't was the one where the punt bounced off the other guy. And that one, it was like, you know, there's perfect shots. There's multiple shots where you mm-hmm. can see it. So uh, so on every one where there wasn't going to be indisputable indisputable video evidence they gave us the call up front which was what we win yeah 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 so i just want to say how's it gotta feel for brett bilima or bilima 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 i always say bilima i'm such a nebraskan bilima i know that nebraska fans are like we should be further along by now but like i wonder what illinois fans are thinking after getting rid of lovey bringing in Brett Bielema, who's supposed to, like, take him to the next level, and then he's losing to year one coaches, you know? You know what? Also, I think that's the first time we've ever beat him. Uh, so, oh? You know, when he was yeah. head coach. So he's been head coach at Illinois. Uh, I think he was head coach at Wisconsin, right? Yeah, he was. And Moved and down to Arkansas. Coordinator. Yeah. Um, it's the first time we've ever beat him. He's beaten us badly a few times. So. Yeah. Um, I actually watched his press conference. That was fun. He was really irritated, and not he, like he, he wasn't, looked irritated the whole game. <laughs> he, yeah, he wasn't calling out 
the refs or anything. Like he was mm-hmm. irritated at his own team. Yeah. He's had really physical teams that have run rough shot, rough shot over us. I'm looking at stats here. They had one rushing first down in the whole game. Really? Yeah. Four. They had 16 total first downs. 14 were by passing. Jeez. Not, not what I would have expected coming into this game. Not good. Yeah, especially since the old matchup predictor was giving them, what, like a 60-something percent chance of victory? Yeah. What was the deal with that? You know, They didn't stand a I, chance. There was a little bit. Did you feel ominous? I felt like there was an ominous vibe in the state about the game. Like, everybody was just like, I hope we win. I think so. I think there were a lot of people who were thinking, oh, we lost to Michigan, so now the dominoes are going to start falling. Yeah, yeah. Which, then, did you see that... Um, Minnesota lost to Michigan by a similar margin, and afterwards PJ said it's like the best team he's ever seen or something. No, I didn't. But that's what I was saying last week is like I I hope Michigan is just a really really good football team. Yeah, and maybe there's they are. no way around it. Man, do you remember how much we made fun of Harbaugh like early on? Not really. Oh man, I remember saying some stuff early on on this podcast when he was still kind of fresh and people were trying to figure out whether or not he was the right choice for Michigan. Um, Cause you know, there were parallels there between him and frost and sure. um, it has worked out better for him. That's it, for it sure. It took him a while, you yeah. know, it took him a while, which I feel like uh, is good for us because it's taken a while for Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's, I feel like there's been a, maybe a, you got to flip it quick mentality in college football from the last several decades because several prominent teams have flipped it quick but uh yeah he's taking his time and he really should have been in the national championship game last year yeah instead of giving tcu this ridiculous platform so they can go and lose a bunch of this year anyway (laughs) yeah so not only did they only have one rushing touchdown they averaged 1.1 yards per rush so 39 rushing yards that's got to be good for our defensive stats again yeah you're right bringing it back down yeah and special teams, actually, I think after we kind of, we were kind of, we put them in the doghouse a little bit last week. Um, they they stepped they put up. Themselves. Yeah. They put themselves in the doghouse. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Uh, but, you know, I, I think special teams, was, there were some good things this week, such as our uh, kicker finally making another field goal. Two more field goals. Yeah, yep. Still missed one. Wonders never cease. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> consistency but then we also recovered a muffed punt which is awesome did did we block that punt did he touch it oh yeah there was a blocked punt too i think they called it a blocked punt i just couldn't really tell oh yeah no wait was it a kickoff that we it yeah, was a muffed it was, kickoff that's it was right a muffed kickoff it, because that's when we scored twice within 10 seconds <laughs> it, it it caught the wind yeah that's funny we scored twice in 10 seconds and then you know you look at the box score we scored the last points of the entire game were spor- scored with eight minutes and 16 seconds left in the third quarter. Jeez. <laughs> that probably explains why I was scrolling on Twitter so much towards the end of the game. Oh, man, it was frustrating. I don't uh, I, I think I saw and maybe you are the one who retweeted it that we now have the first worst red zone <laughs> conversion rate in the country. No, it was a, it was a turnover. It was a turnover margin. Yeah, my tweet was, we are now the leader in FBS turnovers. So, there you go. 
And I think it was because on the previous turnover, everybody was saying that we were tied for the lead in turnovers. It was like, well, hey, one more makes us on top. I'm sure that changed after all the games yesterday were played. But uh, on Friday night, night, we were out ahead of everybody. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, but just overall, um, you know, we're three and three. I I do see perhaps a path to a bowl. What do you it, think? Uh, it's very it's it feels like a distinct possibility. You hate to get too far ahead of yourself, but man, we absolutely need to win the next game though. That's got to be one of them. Yeah, I'll just not get ahead of ourselves here, but <laughs> I definitely definitely could see it. See, in years past, dear listener. We would have said, well, certainly Northwestern and Purdue's a shoe in, right? Um, we have learned not to uh, count anybody out, even Michigan State. Uh, but man, dare I say, Justin, we could win the next four games in a row. No, don't say it. <laughs> not out loud. I'm going to do it, man. You did I'm it. I'm calling it. We're going to be seven and three in a month. <laughs> and then not lose and then not win another game no don't do that I'm just trying to bring this conversation back down to earth do you think am i not allowed seen, to dream justin no you're not i've seen a few people on twitter tonight suggesting that sims plays summer all or part or starts against northwestern what what do you think I think my take, and I wish I could credit this person because it it did make me laugh out loud. Somebody said something during the game that said, well, now that we've settled in with a quarterback and we've seen what Harburg is capable of, um, I think it's time that we give Sims a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I think at this point, I, I don't know if Rule would say it this way, but I feel like it's Harburg's spot to lose. Mm-hmm. Like Sims just got to be like blowing it up at practice at this point. I think to to get the start. Well, I don't. I feel like it's yeah. I, there's I, there's some delicacy to the quarterback position, and if he was, if yeah, if it's all things being equal, Harbaugh Harburg, excuse me, is on a roll here. But I mean, he wasn't lights out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He was not uh, what some people have hyped him up to be the last few weeks, where they're saying, oh, he's got to be the guy. He's for sure no looking back, you know? Yeah, 12 of 24. And uh, did he have an interception? Yeah, he had an interception. He had several where it could have been easily, right? Yeah, yeah. So that, you know, we did everything we could to make sure (laughs) Illinois still felt like they had a chance. Yeah. But you know, I, I again, not to like borrow every single thought from Twitter, but I forget who said this too. But somebody was saying like, this was a low key big win for Nebraska. No, that's yeah. Go ahead. When you consider how many people were out, I mean, like you can't blame your fourth string running back when he fumbles the ball. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe you can, but but like he's a kid, and like I think Rule even said, you know. He comes back off the field looking at me all depressed and sad. And I said, don't worry about it. Our defense is going to take care of you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. so I mean, just fourth string running back. We don't have any receivers anymore. 
They're all gone, yeah. Cats and dogs living together. It's just, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so not only that, but we lost these games for the last three years, you know? True. We've lost these games consistently. I mean, where we let them hang around like that, we've lost these games. When we didn't score after eight minutes left in the third quarter, this was a loss last year. I'm convinced. And that defense is great. I mean, well, I don't want to overstate things. The defense is taking care of business and getting stuff done. Special teams are not a liability at this point. Not quite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No, they're they're an asset. And uh, they have been an asset. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, the offense is figuring things out. They just like you just said, all kinds of injuries. So we've lost these games before, and we're not now. So is it perfect? No. Do you still need to be anxious? Yes. <laughs> but uh, let's celebrate a road win in the Big Ten. Big yeah. Ten West. I think rules onto something when he said this is a team that is learning how to win. You know. I was a little surprised after last game when he said you're going to find out what kind of team we have on Friday mm. because. Uh, Especially as I was thinking of that, especially as they're driving down the field on their very first drive. Oh yeah, I'm tweeting. Uh, I'm tweeting Star Wars gifs. I've got a bad feeling about this. Uh, yeah. but uh, it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? For, you know, they're it, we won, and uh, Illinois is mystified as to what's going on in their program. They had some injuries through the game. Um, what was wrong? With, what did what happened to Anthony Grant? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he came back in. It was something with his knee, I think they said. And I'm sure tomorrow, um, we're recording this on Sunday night. Um, I'm sure we'll hear something about his status. Uh, first press conference of the week because they said something like, you know, we're we're gonna get him an MRI and then we'll know what the heck's going on with him. But Hmm. hopefully, it's one of those things where they're like, oh yeah, he's just a little banged up, and the bye week's gonna be perfect timing for him to get healthy again, and not like a. Oh, we thought he was fine, but it turns out like there's some really important ligament that just snapped and he's out for the season, you know? Now, Marcus Washington, he might, that one did not look good. No. I don't don't know that we've heard any word on him. It's crazy too, because it was such a clutch play. He, he, I, I, my theory is that he injured himself on the previous play and didn't realize it until the next play, you know? He got that. It didn't seem like he went down that hard or something or what? No, no. Like he, like the 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 play where he went down, uh, it it looked like his knee just kind of like went out on him in the middle of the play. Like it, it wasn't like he, it wasn't like mm. anybody landed on him or he twisted something. It was just one of those like he started to push and then the knee wasn't there to help. You know? Okay, I couldn't. I so. couldn't really tell. Huh? Yeah. But I that, mean, like who knows? That's a bummer. Yeah. Hope yeah. you know. I mean, it seems on just based on the way he went off the field, it doesn't seem good. Players have finished seasons without meniscuses before, right? (laughs) So basically it's Fedoni and Billy Kemp who were targeted six and five times respectively. They were targeted 11 times last night, or Friday night, rather, and on there were 23 total passes. So already half the passes went to them. Yeah. And uh, Malachi Coleman got his first catch as a Husker, Lincoln East product. So that was exciting. And, uh, oh, man, Anthony Grant had one target. Remember, that was that uh, going down the sideline there towards the end zone. Did it feel like maybe he could have laid out for that one? Maybe. You don't remember it? I don't remember it at all. (laughs) It's okay. 
out of the backfield, going down the sideline, long bomb. Oh, it was so close. Uh, we had zero punt return yards. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> 22 kickoff yards. But we did. We do have 39 interception return yards, which is nice. Yeah. Although I don't think we got. Did we get any points off of that, or was that one of our missed field goals? I think from, it was one of our or one of our turnover on downs. Did you see the uh, screenshots of the second half results of drives? Yeah. So um, Illinois had 310 total offensive yards, and they drove 75 yards on their first drive, and they had. A 50-yard, I'm not sure the exact yardage on it. Maybe it was only 35. but So basically they had 100, maybe 110 yards on that first drive and their one touchdown play, and that was a third of their yards. I don't know. That stat was going to be more impressive as I was putting it together in my mind. Defense is in good shape. The Big Ten West is a mess. Iowa is 5-1. and one. Who did they lose to? I can't remember. Um, but, man... That loss to Minnesota could really be a real bummer. Yeah, but there's nothing to worry about, Justin, because we're going to be 7-3 and three in, in a month. Okay. Yeah, okay. And, um, yeah, Minnesota's going to lose more games. We just got to get that head-to-head over Iowa. Wisconsin. I have not watched Wisconsin play yet this year, so I don't have a good sense for them yet. Uh, but, yeah, we've got we've got a real stretch coming up here that is – advantageous i don't know if we want to leave illinois behind yet but we've got a bye week host purdue west uh northwestern we host purdue and we go to michigan state who i think is kind of real and they fired their coach host maryland that okay so we'll stop at the michigan state those are three <laughs> games there you know we win three we got a bowl and we have a ton of momentum yeah we're two and one uh with uh hosting maryland going to wisconsin hosting iowa if we're sitting at two and one, I mean, it it makes the last quarter of the season real interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're sitting at one and two, it's pretty bad, right? Yeah. And I don't really want to consider zero and three, but if we're in that instant, if we're in that situation, it's it's more like a traditional first year rule season where he wins one or two games. People, you might want to take note of when this happens in the podcast, so you can come back to it. Eight and four. What was that? Was that your pregame season preseason prediction? It's possible. You know what? I might have it nearby here. <laughs> As it turns out, I do. You have uh, you have eight and four. Yeah, there's going to be one more loss, and it's going to be to Wisconsin. You had us losing to Michigan and Illinois, Purdue, and Wisconsin. Yeah. I don't keep many records. With the podcast these days. That's kind of funny that I still have that piece of paper. Well, I changed my mind. We're beating Purdue. It's allowed. Because we will have won two in a row by then, and we're just going to steamroll the next several opponents. According to the coin flip, we were 6-0. and over. The coin is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That's funny. Yeah, dude, I'm good to move on to Northwestern. Let's talk Northwestern. Right. Let's talk Northwestern. Okay, Justin. Who do you think is favored to win this one? Um, well, we're both three and three, but I'm thinking we are. Maybe I'm going to spoil it for you. It's NU. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh could be anybody. Uh, it's the team with an N. Uh, it's the red N, though. 
we are favored 69% to 31%. I'm looking at their season here. So they are 3-3, three and three, as I just said. Lost to Rutgers, opening up at Rutgers, 24-7. to seven. And then they host UTEP, and they win 38-7. to seven. I don't know much about Rutgers or UTEP, but I don't think either of them is that good. Then they go to Duke, who was rated 21 at the time, and they lose 38-14. Then they do what we couldn't do, and they beat uh, Minnesota in yeah. overtime, 37-34. Then they get um, beat 41-13 at home against Penn State, who, what did they beat? I, did they beat Iowa 41-0 or 31-0? So comparable to Iowa. Then they beat Howard, who I imagine is a lower division team. <laughs> it's a HBCU. They eked 23-20, yeah. Justin, there's so, a pattern established here, though. This is why we can count on Nebraska winning this weekend because they have a loss and a win and a loss and a win and a loss and a win. This week, it's their turn to lose. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm reading through this and was trying to get a sense of where they were trending. It's and, hard to uh, figure out what the heck's going on with this. It's hard school. <laughs> to get a sense of a trend. I don't, I don't think it. I don't think a 23 to 20 win over a lower division team is where you want to be coming off of. Yeah. Um, and um, do they also have a bye week? It looks like we both have bye weeks. Oh, no. Yep, you're right. They don't have an opponent this weekend. Huh. When does that happen? That's crazy. So we have two weeks to think about how good we are, and they have two weeks to wonder if they're any good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like I was prepared to say, take these stats uh, with the observation that they will be different. Yeah. After next weekend, but they won't be. Yeah. So okay, so Ben Bryant, I think it was their quarterback most of the season, um, but I think Sullivan is the quarterback now, just based on what the stats. Not having watched the games. <laughs> um, no, I think people were talking about that how they lost their quarterback. So. Oh, he was hurt. Yeah, or something. Okay. Just, he's out. Yeah, okay. So he was tw- he's 23 of 34 for 67% right now. Three touchdowns and interception, sacked 7 times. Their other quarterback was sacked 15 times in 5 games, three sacks a game. That'll that'll put you on the injury bench. Cam Porter's their leading rusher, 74 rushes for 299 yards. It's a 4 yard per rush average, long of 25 and a touchdown. Bryce Kurtz is their leading receiver with uh, 24, in terms of yards, 24 receptions, 327 yards, and three touchdowns. Cam Johnson actually has two more receptions, 26, slightly fewer yards, 312, averaging 12 yards reception and a touchdown. Bryce gets the yardage boost because he has an 80-yard touchdown pass. And Joseph, H-I-M-O-N, Heeman? Sure. Has an 85-yard touchdown pass. Uh, reception rather okay so that's uh they've got uh, maybe a little bit of a big playability i don't know about that i feel like that's overstating yeah. their field goal guy is perfect on pats 16 of 16 and perfect on field goals four of four so that's uh way better than us yeah. bryce gallagher's their leading tackler and uh at out of the linebacker position linebacker position he's got no inter- uh, no sacks but an interception Xander Mueller, the other linebacker who is also leading the team with 41 tackles, has three and a half sacks and an interception. So I'm looking at uh, the game summary for Northwestern's game against Penn State. 
And uh-huh. uh, it says here that he left in the fourth quarter, uh, Ben Bryant, their um, first string quarterback. Uh, he left after being sacked for the fifth time uh, and landed oh, on boy. his right shoulder in a way that uh, apparently knocked him out for at least a week. So will he be back by Nebraska? It's possible. But who knows? Maybe it was a broken bone or something. Looks like against Howard, Northwestern was up twenty to seven or twenty to yeah, seven in the fourth quarter, and uh Howard scored thirteen points to bring it within a possession. So interesting, that's familiar. So I just saw that it, his shoulder and that they thought he'd be back this last game, but then he didn't play. They must have figured they could handle Howard. Yeah. Yep, I just see, I'm seeing a tweet from Pete Thamel, Thamel saying that uh, it was a game-time decision. So there's a, there's a good chance that they might have their, their quarterback back by the time they play Nebraska in two weeks. Justin, I'm not really sure how to land this plane. How about, uh, I just say go Big Red. Eight and four, baby. Go Big Red, I'd love it. <laughs> Ball bound! Ball bound!